Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome back to all of our wonderful listeners. Uh, We really, really appreciate you. Uh, Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about celebrating the small wins, fostering gratitude, and self-worth after battling cancer. My guest today is Raquel Solano. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on and, um, you know, uh, sharing with us your your story. Um, so I thought, you know, it's always best to begin at the beginning. Um, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about where your, you know, where your story starts. Sure. Sure. Uh, actually, it starts quite nicely because my husband and I were, were away for the weekend at a local resort and, uh, you know, just having a great time. And uh, the day before we were to leave, I started feeling some hip pain. And, uh, you know, we had been playing soccer out on the beach, doing a bit of stretching and yoga. So I thought, you know, maybe I just pulled something and no big deal. But it, but it was enough that for me to take to take something for it, which I don't normally do. It has to be quite a bit for me to take medication. So I, I did take a few Advil. My husband, you know, tried to massage it out and, and, uh, and it was okay. But, uh, but it was enough that it, you know, it caught my attention. Like it was a pretty sharp pain. And uh, the next day I was, I was okay. Uh, we made our way home and, um, and I started feeling it again the following night. Uh, my husband also actually on the, on the Monday, we returned on, on the Sunday and on the Monday we woke up and he, he had uh, half of his face felt numb and it, it, it was kind of, it was paralyzed. So, so we, we rushed to the, to the emergency room, of course, thinking, you know, it could be a stroke or something's going on. So we rushed to the emergency room. Uh, they did some tests and, and checked him out and, uh, and advised us that, uh, that he had Bell's palsy. So, you know, we were quite shocked and, and, you know, of course, and, uh, and he wasn't feeling well. He had quite a bit of pain on his face, uh, spasms and that. And um, at the same time, I'm, I'm struggling with this hip pain, which is starting to get worse. Uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy how quickly I deteriorated within, I would say, four or five days. I was already not able to go to work. I, I tried to go to work and I thought, you know, I only had a four hour shift. I can get through this. It's no big deal. But but I, I was almost in tears by the end of that shift. Like, I, I really couldn't take it. Um, so that night, the night after my, my shift, uh, I, I was watching TV downstairs. And, uh, and suddenly, I had this shooting pain down both my legs. And it was, I mean, I was, I was screaming, basically. It was, it was that bad. I couldn't wow. walk. I, it, was, it was horrible. And uh, so my husband, who was already 
having issues with, you know, his own situation. And he was trouble, having trouble seeing because his, he had blurry vision because he couldn't close his eyes. He couldn't blink. Um, so he takes me to the emergency room uh, where, uh, you know, we explained the situation. And, and the two of us, because they both came on at the same time, we thought maybe maybe we caught something. Like maybe... You know, the or or something, yeah. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. We thought Lyme disease at the time, right? We didn't know what was going on, and I think, you know, unfortunately, because we brought that up as well as at the emergency room, the fact that we were both, you know, ill at the same time, I think they they kind of assumed the same thing. Maybe it was a virus. Maybe you know, um, so they they didn't do much testing or anything. They gave me something for pain. They you know they did some blood work and uh, said everything was clear, so they couldn't really pinpoint what was going on. Um, when they gave me, you know, uh, medication for pain, I was kind of just in such relief that the pain was gone that I, I didn't put up much of a fight to, you know. To investigate further. Yeah, and uh, he said, you know, uh, they'll, they'll give you a call from, from uh, internal medicine, and they'll follow up with you. So I thought, okay, you know, we'll I'll see them and in a couple of days, perhaps. Well, unfortunately, the they did contact me and said my appointment wouldn't be for another two weeks. And I thought, well, <laughs> you know, that's that seems like a long time when you're in a lot of pain. So uh, I, I did go see my family doctor, um, who also, you know, checked me out, told me, you know, you probably have a bit of bursitis, take a few days off work, and, and we'll see how it goes. So I thought, okay, you know, well, I'll, I'll take a few days off, and which I never do. So, you know, it was even my coworkers already started getting a bit concerned because they're like, for her to miss work, it's, you know, something's going on. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, I took a few days off, uh, took some medication that he had given me, but, but it, it was just getting worse. And I was just feeling really ill. Um, it took probably about... I don't know, probably the, the two weeks before I went to the, to the, uh, to my internal medicine appointment that, that I really, that I really started thinking, okay, something's really wrong here because it, it was, I mean, I was having trouble going up my stairs. It was so, it was so quick within a matter of weeks. I was. And it know, wasn't was, like you had this big trauma either, right? Like playing a little bit of sports, like, you yeah. know, now you can pull something, you can irritate something, but getting to a point where you're sort of not walking um, so yeah. quickly. Yes. And uh, my initial thought was maybe I have a herniated disc. Maybe, you know, it's, it's something to that effect. And this is the reason I'm having such weakness in my legs and I can't, I can't get up the stairs. But, uh, but then I just started feeling sick too. It wasn't just the, it wasn't just the leg weakness and the pain. It was, I was just not feeling well. Um, so, you know, it, it just, it went from there. Like it, it just, it got really, really terrible. And, and I went for quite a few appointments, another two visits to the ER. And nobody could really, really tell me what it was. And, and you know, unfortunately, I think at the, at the time, I was just in so much pain. I, I, I didn't put up as much of a fight as I think I should have looking, you know, in hindsight, I think I, I definitely could have, could have said, you know, pressed for more, for more exams or pressed yeah. for more well, it's hard to advocate when, you know, you're just trying to muster up enough energy to vocalize, yeah. like, I'm in a lot of pain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, 
definitely it's, it's one of the things I do want to get across is, is that people need to advocate for themselves because it's, because, you know, they can only do so much, you know, uh, without you. And sometimes I would take my medication before I would go for the appointment. So I was feeling, I was feeling okay once I'd go, but then, you know, it would start again a few hours later and I'm thinking, man, if they would have seen, you know, what it, what it's like when, when I'm not taking the anti-inflammatories and all of that, it's, yeah. you know, but, uh, but yeah, definitely I, I, you know, so it kept getting worse from there. Uh, my husband started to gradually get better. Uh, you know, he, uh, it took about probably, I don't know, I think it was, oh, and sorry, I'm, I'm backtracking here, but uh, one of the symptoms that really stood out to me was my, my chin began to get numb. And, uh, and I started doing my own research. So I started, you know, Googling, of course, and, and, you know, reading as many scientific journals as I could. And, and a lot of it was pointing towards lymphoma. And, you know, it would say it was one of the symptoms that was very indicative of, uh, of the, lymphoma. Chin, the chin numbness. The chin numbness. Okay. Yeah. It was bilateral chin numbness. And, uh, so one of my visits to the ER, I brought that up and they of course thought maybe she's having a stroke, something's going on. And they did a head CT and, and, you know, nothing showed up, everything was clear. And, uh, you know, and I, and I brought that up to, to the doctor that seen me, I, I said, you know, I don't know, but I, I've been, you know, doing my own research and I, and the symptom seems to be quite indicative of lymphoma and I have all these other symptoms and, and, you know, he said, well, I really don't think you have lymphoma. Of course, people see, you know, a young female who's, you know, otherwise healthy apart from all these new symptoms. Why would, you know, she have something like yeah. this? And, 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 you know, and they did one test. They did a, a, a chest x-ray, which came out clear as well. And uh, he said, well, you know, we can, we can continue to, to, to look at this, but, uh, but I really don't think you have lymphoma sometimes anxiety can cause this chin numbness and I thought well I, I I really don't you know at the time you don't want to believe that you have lymphoma either so I thought okay well it's possible during my episodes of pain I absolutely go into anxiety attacks and and I you know it's a possibility I thought so I, I let it go and I thought okay well you know maybe maybe that is why the symptom has crept up but uh you know a, a week went by and it was still there and I thought you know that this is not this isn't anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely something, you know, something more. Anyway, to, to spare you all the, all those little details, uh, eventually I did, I did see a doctor in internal medicine who was fantastic. He, he started to put all the pieces together and, uh, and, you know, and, and look at all my symptoms as a whole, not just, you know, not just what I was complaining about that day. And, and he really took an interest in, in, uh, in finding out what was going on. Um, by this time I had already lost 20 pounds. I was, I was incredibly ill. I had, we had set up a bed downstairs in our living room because I, I couldn't make it up the stairs any longer. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and, and once he told me that he wanted to do a bone marrow biopsy, uh, by that time I, I kind of had, had convinced myself, I, I, I guess that I, that I had lymphoma. I had kind of given myself this diagnosis already, I, I felt like that I was prepared for what, you know, for what was coming. And once he told me he wanted to do that biopsy, I, I knew, like, I knew that's, that's what he was looking for. And uh, he, he actually, I, he, he contacted me on the phone. 
when he when he scheduled that visit and uh, he said you know I, I have a I have a pretty good idea of what I'm looking for here do you want do you have any questions and I said to him at the time I, I have a lot of questions but I'm not prepared to hear the answer I think I wasn't ready for him to, to tell me yes this is this is what what it is right so uh, I went to my appointment and uh, prior to this I had spoken to my husband and I told him you know I, I really think this is what he's looking for I really we, we kind of came to terms with it before before I actually got the, the diagnosis. It was it was kind of an odd situation, but uh, uh, so so once they did the bone marrow biopsy a few days later, he uh, uh, he called me into his office and you know he said you know we we've we've uh, yeah we we have found lymphoma that you have lymphoma and. Uh, you know, my, my husband was pretty emotional about it. And I, at the time, I felt almost a sense of relief. I didn't, I, I guess because I had already, you know, kind of. You had already decided, thought. Yeah, that this is what it is. So I, I said, okay, you know, that's, okay, that's what I have. I, I just, I was just happy somebody had found okay. what it was, right? And, and what was going on. Um, so from there, he, he, you know, he told me you're, you're scheduled to start, uh, to start chemo on I think we spoke on a Tuesday and he said on the Friday uh, we've scheduled you to start you know to meet with your oncologist and, and we'll decide what the plan of action is and I said okay and um, so we came home and uh, and I didn't make it to that appointment <laughs> uh, two days after we spoke uh, was probably the worst day of my life I began feeling a spasm again that I had been you know, feeling quite a few times prior to that. And uh, it was a horrible muscle spasm. It felt like my body was cramping from the waist up to my neck. And, uh, and uh, you know, I just laid down and tried to let it pass, tried to let it pass. And, and, uh, and my husband then tried to sit me up and he said, you know, we should probably go to the emergency room. And I'm like, they're not going to do anything there, you know? Yeah. It's fine. I'll just wait for Friday. And within probably a half hour, I, I, I suddenly couldn't stand up. You know, my husband tried to, to sit, stand me up and I, and I lost complete feeling in my legs, like nothing. I just felt nothing from my chest down. Uh, I could no longer stand up. And I, I, of course, started to panic, just absolute panic. You know, I'm like, I can't, I can't feel my legs. And, you know, he thought, no, no, you know, you're just weak. Just, you know, take a few steps. And I'm like, no, I can't feel my legs. I can't stand up, nothing. And, uh, and yeah, and I almost, you know, fell over if he would not have caught me. And he, he caught me and sent me back on the bed. And a friend was over that day, actually. She had come over to have coffee in the morning. And she was, she's a friend of mine, a nurse from, from where I work as well. And uh, so we contacted an ambulance. Um, they came and got me. I was on the second floor at that time. I, I had made it up there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so they came. They, they strapped me into a chair, brought me down. And... Uh, and brought me to the emergency room. Uh, once I was there, they did a CT scan and found that I had a tumor from, I believe it was T2 to T9 in, uh, in my spine, and that's what had been causing all the leg weakness. So uh, immediately rushed me in for surgery. Uh, they you know, were able to remove the tumor. I was there for 
a day or two and they rushed me. I start chemo. I started chemo the day after a day or that, two after the that's surgery. A lo- that's a lot to be had. Oh. Like it just, that must've been so scary. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I had, <laughs> I had forgotten how scary it was, uh, speaking to my friend, uh, you know, after the, the episode passed, I said to her, I, you know, I don't, quite remember it was almost like I went into shock and blocked everything out and uh, I said to her I, d- I don't really remember I, I remember just saying I, my, I can't feel my legs and then, like calmly saying I can't feel my legs just lay me down and she's like no no you were panicking and since that day I've it's almost like I've had flashbacks like moments where I'm standing in the in the very place where where it occurred and I'd almost have a flashback of that moment of panic where where I did start screaming and saying, I can't walk, I can't walk, and I can't feel my legs, you know, I can't stand up. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just bizarre how I blocked that out for a good while until, it wasn't until I was home from the hospital that I actually started remembering that moment of panic. At the time, I, I, I must have gone into complete shock and, and don't uh, recall that. But, uh, but yeah, so we started chemo, and uh, I then spent six six or seven months in the hospital on chemo and, uh, and yeah, we're, you know, trying to recover from, from the paralysis. So, uh, was... what, what were some of the thoughts if you recall, like getting from like getting the diagnosis to getting the treatment, like what were your thoughts toward, I guess, life in general, like, you know, and, and, thoughts about yourself and everything that was going on like yeah how were you processing all of that uh I think at the time you know it was it was interesting like I don't know I I think I definitely initially initially I was just in such relief to be out of pain you know I was once they put me on chemo and once I was on the pain medication and once I was being taken care of in the hospital, I was just like, thank God that part is over. Thank God I'm, I'm out of the house. I just suffered so much in that time that I was at home, which was a, but a two month period of time. And uh, I was just so relieved, you know, to, to mm-hmm. finally that they were looking into it. I was getting some care and, and we were, you know, we were going to, we were going to do this kind of thing. Uh, but I definitely, definitely would have moments of, of why me, right? Right. Um, I did. I, I felt like, you know, am I, am I being punished? Like what, what, how did this all come about? I, I don't, you know, it, it's, I think it's human nature to do that, to, to ask why me, but, but I think what, what would make me rethink that was uh, thinking about, I, I couldn't help but think about all the other people that were going through similar things, you know, other people that had gotten cancer and children that, get cancer and I couldn't help but think well well why not me right I mean if it can happen to to a innocent child who has no you know no faults you know through no fault of their own can experience something like this I thought well you know it's just unfortunately it, it, it's just what happens sometimes and it you know it's part of what my journey is I guess and and uh yeah but I uh I definitely had moments as well where I thought, I guess I, I struggled with, with self-worth and, uh, and thinking, 
I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult to put into words, but definitely moments of, of, you know, I, I, do I deserve this kind of thing? Do I, you know, what have I done to deserve this? And, uh, and I thought, you know, I think we all have, you know, regrets or things that, that we've done that we're not proud of, but the truth is that, you know, we, we all have value. We all have something to offer this world and there's, you know, no matter what you've done, it's, it, nobody deserves, nobody deserves to go through, through this. And, you know, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I, 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 I think, you know, we all come across moments in our, in our lives where we're going through something very, very challenging, very painful, whether it's a physical pain, emotional pain, um, you know, a mental pain. And, you know, we begin to ask those existential questions right um and it's interesting because you know there's not a lot of space held in our day-to-day lives to really contemplate those existential questions like why am i here what is my purpose what does this all mean you know what is going to come out of all of this um we're just busy right we're just busy from one thing to to another that you know it's almost like we have to schedule thinking time, right? Or reflection time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I imagine, you know, there was quite a bit of rehabilitation that you were going through in terms of, you know, getting function back. It, you mm-hmm. know, have you gotten function back in your legs and, and where, you know, where's your recovery? Yeah. Uh, initially, it took about two weeks uh, from the date of paralysis for me to regain any um, voluntary function. Uh, it started with, you know, me moving my toe. And that was probably the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Just knowing that something was happening. It was the, it, I mean, it's it's the absolute strangest feeling to be telling your body to do something and, and, and it not doing it. And also I had issues with uh, proprioception where I didn't I didn't know where my legs were. If I if I wasn't looking at them, I didn't know how they were positioned. Right. So it, was just, it was just the most bizarre sensation. Um, so yeah. So when I when I got my my toe function, I just thought, okay, something's happening. Some connections are happening. Something has been spared here. And uh, and that moment, just from that moment forward, I just felt this surge of hope. Like you know, if 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 this can can get through if that signal can get through maybe other signals will start to come through and and you know i was very fortunate luckily it did uh, uh about a week after the toe moved uh my quadriceps started working and i was able to to move my leg a bit and and press my leg forward and and you know they had tried to to sit me up i i had lost all function in my trunk as well so i i had trouble sitting up i could not sit up on my own uh I would I would fall over immediately as soon as they would let me go it was I was like a toddler like I just you know would fall over back in bed and it was just I mean it's hard to to keep hope alive when 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 that's what's happening but but yeah these little things you know I just kept focusing on okay well I can do this I can move my leg and you know I'm just going to strengthen my quad as much as I can and see you know and see where that takes me so you know, I was very lucky to have some incredible people that worked in the uh, rehabilitation units at um, at the hospital, and 
And the little that I could do, we would work on that, you know, uh, and, and it was, it was incredibly difficult because I, you know, I was undergoing chemo during this time as well. So I felt sick. I felt nauseous. I was, you know, I was just exhausted. I felt tired. And, and some days I really didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get out of bed. You know, I, yeah. but, uh, I'm lucky that they did push me. They, they pushed me and they said, come on, you know, you've just got to try, even if it's for five, 10 minutes. And I was always glad that I did because, you know, every time we tried it, I lasted a little bit longer than, than the time before. And, uh, and yeah, so, so, you know, from there, we, it was little things, you know, and, and it was little things that would start to come back, you know, uh, I was able to, to move my feet side to side. And, you know, these, these tiny little movements that would, that would show up and, and we just work on that and, and keep pushing. And, and, uh, yeah, I was very, very fortunate, a lot, a lot of function you know, started to return, I was able to, to, to use my upper abs so that enough that I was able to, to sit up, I still have a bit of issue with, with balance when I'm sitting up, I, I, I you know, I, I, I mean, it's, in, it's a whole lot better than it used to be. But I, I do have a bit of issue with my lower abs tightening, uh, which recently, actually, recently, I was able to tighten my lower abs. So that's, uh, so that's encouraging. Uh, my legs, they, they were able to help me stand up. They, they uh, yeah, I was just holding onto a table and two of them would be holding my knees and, and I'd stand up, you know, two minutes at a time and then five minutes and then 10 minutes. And finally I was able to stand up on my own. And, and uh, from there it just kept going. And over the seven months that I was uh, receiving rehabilitation there I I was able to to work myself up to walking with a walker so that's amazing yes it's been it's been an incredible journey I mean it's it's it, you know it started off with I could only walk with a walker a few feet and uh, then I was walking from the rehab room to to my hospital room and you know little by little it, it I was working up you know the strength and and uh, just kept pushing myself. And uh, now I'm, I'm able to now ambulate with two canes. Uh, I still have issues with fatigue. And, I, you know, that's probably as a result of the chemo. But, uh, but definitely, I mean, I'm, it's incredible. And I'm, I'm so fortunate. And I'm so lucky that I did receive so much function back. It, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very unpredictable what what can return and they didn't they never they never the doctors never gave me too much hope they never tried to give me any kind of false hope and they would say you know prepare to go home or live your life at the function that you are now don't think too far ahead so right. it was difficult to try and it was difficult to try and and make peace with where I was but not losing hope that something more can come back, right? So I just thought, you know, no matter what, no matter what I have at this time, no matter what function I feel I'm able to, to, to have now, I'm going to work on that and just keep pushing on that and work on that. And if nothing else comes back, well, at least what I can do will be stronger and will be more efficient. And, you know, and I worked on that and, and just kept going. And, and uh, yeah, I was very fortunate, received a lot of, received a lot of function back and how challenging was it for you to ask for help 
during all of this because I met, you know, obviously it, you know, you can't sit up on your own. You can't move from one place to another for a period of time. Did yeah. you find that aspect challenging to have, to have to ask for help? Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, I think most of us want a sense of autonomy. Like we, we don't, you know, I know myself personally, I, I, I like to know that I can do things on my own and I can handle things on my own. But uh, I think, you know, we, we mistakenly create this dichotomy that that strength is not, that you're, if you're vulnerable, you can't be a strong person. And, and I think that I've learned that, uh, that it's not, you know, I'm strong, but I need help. It's, I'm strong and sometimes I need help, you know, uh, and there's a lot of strength that comes in that. And that's something that I've definitely learned. Like there, it's easy to, to, to just kind of lay there, do nothing and, and don't ask right. anyone to assist you. But it, you know, it, and it does take a lot of strength to say, you know what, I, I need help right now. I, 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 it took, even, even when I was at home and initially sick, it took, it took me about two weeks before I even told my friends and family that I'm really struggling here. I mean, I, I couldn't make meals. My husband was sick as well. And we were both, you know, and it took, even then it took, it took some time before I, I said, okay, you know what, this isn't getting better. I, I really need, I really need some assistance here. And, and, and that's okay. You know, it doesn't take away from your strength. But if anything, I think it makes you stronger to be able to be vulnerable and say, you know, I'm, I'm only human. I can't, I can't always do everything, you know, and, uh, and I'm so grateful for the people that, that came to my aid during that time as well. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, do you it's think that was, do you think that was a, um, like a, a motivated, well, motivated, but like, do you think that made a really important impact for your recovery? Like knowing Mm-hmm. that people were showing up to help and like, um, yeah, and, and it made an incredible difference. I mean, I, I can't imagine having gone through all of that without, without the support of my friends, family, coworkers, it was the outpouring of help was just amazing. And, and I think, and I think most people, you know, it's it's hard to ask for help, but I think, when you do ask, I think most people are willing to, to help you. And, and yeah, absolutely. Their encouragement, my, my family are people of incredible faith and they definitely pushed me and gave me hope. And, you know, on the days when I really felt I couldn't go on anymore, their support and their, you know, their, their encouragement made a a world of difference. Absolutely. And just keeping me positive, even providing, you know, a laugh here and there, or, you know, a quick visit, or, you know, a friend of mine that would come every morning to drop me off coffee. And all of those little things just made such a difference. And, you know, it, it wasn't anything, it, it didn't even have to be big things. Even people who would, you know, even the healthcare workers that were there that would come in to say, clean my room and, and would just you know, give me a word of encouragement, all those little things made such a, such a difference. And I think, you know, going on a bit of a tangent here, but I think focusing on those 
little moments of beauty, right? That, that you see the beauty of, of other people and, and the empathy and other people, those things really got me through. Cause I thought, you know, even through all this darkness that I felt, uh, especially during chemo, I just, I went through some moments, some really dark moments and, you know, those little moments of beauty would just give me renewed hope, you know, and think, you know, despite all this ugliness that I'm going through, there are some beautiful people. There are empathetic people. There's so much good in the world. And, and I think that's, that's really what, what pushed me through and got me through, got me through a lot of it. I think that's, you know, I think that that's an important message that, you know, even in our darkest hours, right. Little beams of light, you know, Mm -hmm. do come, do come through. Um, But then it becomes, you know, but then it's also a decision, right. To see that little beam of light and want to move toward it yeah and not away from it right I, I so i think there's you know the presentation of the universe saying like you know there's 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 more to this than what you're seeing but then you also i think you know with the support and encouragement of others right to to move toward that light to move toward yeah. that hope yeah yeah absolutely and i think you know yeah i think people don't realize what an effect they can have even even the smallest thing like even you know even a kind smile a sincere word of encouragement can make such a difference in 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 the life of anyone who's struggling you know and and um you know sometimes we think that we can't make a difference but you really can you know even in those small things they make a huge difference and uh, they go a long way in in encouraging and encouraging others for sure absolutely so what does it mean to you now, you know, to live a better life? Like, how are you, you know, what, what, how are you, how are you living? How are you approaching life? How are you seeing things? You know, it's a, it's an incredible thing. Um, it's, it's incredible. You know, I thought I was a, I thought I felt gratitude before, <laughs> but it's a, it's a different, it's a different level. It definitely is a different level. Um, especially when you struggle with, with grief, because I, I do when I, you know, it's an ebb and flow. There are moments where I feel just immense grief wash over me over things that, that I can't do. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm sitting in my yard and, and I want nothing more than to, to run across the grass and, you know, and, and just play and, and I'll feel that grief wash over me. But in those moments, I think gratitude is definitely what, what gets me through, you know, I, I feel, I feel, okay, maybe I can't run through the grass, but how blessed am I that I can feel the, the wind, you know, flowing through my hair that I can feel that I can see, you know, the leaves on the trees or that I can see the birds flying. You know, it's, it's just, it's incredible. Like those, those, those feelings of gratitude is to me, what I think is, is living a better life, just appreciating all those little things, you know. Um, another thing that I think is, is imperative to, to live a better life is if you can, you must, is the new thing that, that I've, I've kind of a motto that I've come up with. You know, if you can take a few steps, you must take them. If you can use your hands, you must use them. You know, focus on what you can do. You know, there's so many things that we can't do, but 
focusing on those things that you can, I think is, is definitely something that I feel makes me feel enriched. You know, just the fact that I'm so grateful for the few steps that I can take. You know, I'm so grateful that, that, that I have so much more independence than I did at, at the time, like when I was at the hospital. All those little things that I can do for myself, I feel incredibly grateful for. And uh, it's amazing, right? Uh, the power of um, looking at the small things, celebrating the small wins, um, being able to look around and find things to appreciate. Um, and I, and I, I, I definitely love, and I, I wrote it down, if you can, you must, right? I, I mean, this is applicable to anything in life, right? How many of us are, you know, wanting to go and do something creative and crazy and, you know, yeah. don't, right? Um, yes. And then, you know, something happens and there, you know, and then you, you don't want to have those regrets yeah. in life. Um, Absolutely. Right? So it I think that's... Cliche, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's cliche to say like, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't know what you have until you lose it, but it's absolutely true. It's so true you know, and, and be grateful for whatever you can do, you know, use it, use it, take advantage of every, every, everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. Of all the things you can do. Absolutely. And I, and I think that, you know, I think that gratitude fosters abundance right so rather than being like well i can't do this that that in fact actually kind of shrinks your world yeah rather than absolutely. making it bigger right you know absolutely. i can do this and like imagine you know if i can do this you know what can i do it with like i could do this with this i could do that with that <laughs> like you know yeah. it, it fosters a sense of like there's so much more whereas yeah. if it's like well i can't do this then it's it almost feels like well, I can't run, so the end, right? right? Like, yeah, but yeah. it's Absolutely. like, it limits you, it limits you. And, you know, yeah, focusing on what you can do just opens up a world of possibilities, you know? There's so much, you know, just whatever, whatever level of function you have, whatever, you know, whatever your situation is, I'm sure there's still many things you can do, you know, find them. If you don't know what they are, find them. Absolutely. And uh, it will give you a whole, a whole new perspective, a whole new meaning to, to life, you know, to, to find joy in, in the things you can do, absolutely, and pursue them relentlessly. Absolutely. Um, so looking, you know, looking forward, you know, what are some of the things you're looking forward to or what, what are some goals that you're working on currently? Right. Um, you know, Right now, I, I feel like I took such a battering. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's only been a year. I've only been out of the hospital for about, uh, let's say, six, six months now. But uh, for me right now, I'm just focusing to getting back on track. I mean, physically, emotionally, financially. Uh, I took hits in so many ways. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that right now, uh, you know, um, building strength physically. Absolutely. I, I still see, you know, little flickers of function returning in many ways. And, and so I'm, I'm working on that emotionally. I, I'm, and this, this was kind of a first step for me to, to being open about 
my journey. I don't, uh, I haven't always been a very open person, but you know, I, I, I would really like to help others in any way that I can, uh, others that are going through the same situation. So I'm, I'm definitely working on that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being more open and finding ways that I can perhaps help somebody else going through something similar. So this, this for me was a, a big deal to do this. I was quite nervous to come on here, but, but it's, it's, for me, it was kind of a first step to, towards that, towards, you know, ho hoping I can help others in some way. Um, and, and like I said, financially as well, I, you know, I, I, I really, I'm really looking forward to getting back on my feet and, uh, and I'm, I'm returning to work quite soon on a, a modified, modified that's, duty, but that's amazing. But yes. I'm really excited about that. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a giant step towards my emotional recovery as well, you know, mentally to, to, I like to feel, I like to feel productive. I like to feel that I'm doing something and that I'm contributing and that I'm, you know, making my mark in this world. So, so that to me is a, a huge step as well. So I'm, I'm focusing on that right now. And, and other than that, you know, just taking it one day at a time, uh, appreciating what I'm able to do right now and, and just hit the ground running. So building, building from there. Well, it sounds like there's um, a lot of exciting things, right? Like considering yes. from where you were to where you are, like, you know, getting back to work is kind of a big deal. Like it's that's a, a big huge, deal, right? Deal, yes. I'm also, uh, I'm also starting a new, uh, I've just recently started a new rehab program at another location as well. So I'm pretty exciting, excited about that as well. Uh, working on, it's almost like a gym setting. So I'm working on, you know, strengthening all my muscles and you know as, as long as I keep changing it up I figure you know my brain will continue to my spinal cord will continue to make those connections and so I'm working on that as well and, and I'm pretty excited about that as well so I'm going to be fairly busy in the next yeah. uh, in the next little while and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it I'm excited about it that's that's amazing um and you know I'm 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 rooting for you you know <laughs> you know, moving, moving into this next, um, exciting phase, right? Expanding, yeah. expanding your environment and expanding your possibilities, I think is uh, amazing. Um, so as we're going to sort of wind down this conversation, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think an, you know, an important sort of question is, you know, what would you say to somebody who's just got a diagnosis of cancer that may be facing chemo or a surgery or, you know, other forms of treatment, like, right. What words of encouragement or what could you say to them that may be that little beacon of light that they need? Right. I think that uh, a major thing is just don't lose hope. No matter, no matter what's, you know, thrown your way, detach yourself from the outcome. Just, you know, forget about what will be just, you know, don't lose hope. There's always a way. There's always a way. And, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, mental state is so important to getting through something so life-changing. And, um, you know, there's study after study, of course, that shows that positivity in your mental state will absolutely aid you in recovery. And I think it's important to just stay in that zone, you know, no matter what, of course, you're going to have, you know, terrible days, but 
don't forget to come back to that. You know, there's, there's always hope and you are a value. You have something to offer this world. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't stay in that dark place, you know, uh, focus on, focus on the little things, focus on the little joys, try and find beauty in, in the smallest things, no matter what your day consists of, there's always going to be some goodness there. You just have to look for it and hang on to it for dear life. <laughs> hang on to it and focus on that. Um, I think another thing that I would say how important it is self-care and how important that is towards your treatment. And, you know, even if it's something simple, like watching a movie you, you really enjoy, you know, unfortunately there are people who have to do this alone and don't have a lot of family and friends, you know, but find ways, you know, even if, even if you have to rely on yourself, find ways to, to, to take care of yourself, you know, uh, the little things that you've found joy in that you can still do, do, do that, do that and focus on that and don't lose hope. You're, you're here for a reason, you know, no matter how long, no matter how short, it doesn't matter. You're here for a reason and you have value to offer this world and, and, uh, and fight like hell. <laughs> right. But, yeah. I think that's all I would say. Yeah. Okay. Don't lose hope. You're here for a reason. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely uh, agree that there's some greater purpose to all of the things we go through in life um, that forces us to grow in ways that, uh, you know, we, we weren't expecting or necessarily wanting. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and celebrate those little wins, right? Like all those, all those little things, you know, allow yourself to feel joy allow yourself to, to feel that joy and to celebrate those things that, you know, even the smallest thing, all those little things propel us forward. They'll build momentum and you'll go from there, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you so much. Um, you know, for coming on and, and, and sharing such a, you know, personal story, personal journey. Um, and I, I, I agree that um, I think, you know, it's important for us to share our stories um, because we have something to offer and, and we have something of value to share um, with others who are maybe on the beginning of that journey where you're, you know, you're a little bit further ahead. And, and it's almost like yeah. you're, you're holding out the hand saying, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm walking with you almost right. in spirit, right? I'm not there physically but I'm, I'm there. I know what your struggles are. I know what you're going through. And, um, at the you're end of the day, <laughs> you're not alone. And, yeah. you know, that's, I think, important, um, message and that all the things that you're feeling and experiencing and the tears and the laughs, you know, you're not alone in that either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And reach out. I think it's important to, um, like I said, if, if you don't have that, that support around you, reach out and, and find that support. You know, there's so many, there's so many services out there, you know, even if it's through a social worker at a hospital or, or, you know, support groups do it because that's necessary as well, you know, to have, to, to, to speak with others who have gone through it. Yeah. And, to, to hold yeah. each other's hands, right. Metaphorically speaking, right. You know, saying I'll walk with you you're not alone. I think, um, I think that is, I think that's really, really key. 
because if you feel alone, it's like, you know, it can be challenging to get that motivation. So social yeah. connection is we're hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're hardwired for social connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's not to be, um, minimized the importance of that. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I, I really appreciate your story and I am, you know, wishing your rehabilitation, the, you know, the best workouts that you can, that you can <laughs> do. And you're right, you know, focus more on, on the things that you can do and keep, you know, just keep plugging away because, you know, the one thing about nerves is you never know which direction they're going to take in their, you know, regeneration. Um, yeah. so you just got to keep, you know, kind of, pushing it forward a little bit. Absolutely. Yes. All right, Raquel. Well, thank you again. And thank you to all of our listeners for um, listening. Uh, And actually Raquel, like if somebody wanted to pop and say hello, you have a platform uh, of which people might be able Um, to say hi. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, uh, They're, I'd welcome any emails. That'd be great. Uh, the My email is Raquel, that's R-A-Q-U-E-L dot Solano, that's S-O-L-A-N-O 7 at gmail.com. So they can reach out there or I'm also on Instagram at lights229. Wonderful. And yeah. And, and for, you know, if, in case our listeners are, are driving or somewhere where they're not near a pen and a paper, um, I will post the links in the show notes to um, make it easier for people just to click if, if they want to, you know, say hello and, um, or maybe, you know, have a question. Um, they'll be able to, to find that info there. So excellent. Okay. Well, Thank you again, and uh, I look forward to hearing updates on your journey as they unfold. Thank you. Thank you so much, Madeline. You're welcome. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.